Oh, I don't really need sleep. Mm, sleep, I can do that when I'm dead. Yeah, I would love to, but I'm just too busy to get that much sleep. Have you ever used any of these lines? It's no secret to us that sleep is as essential as food and water. And yet somehow we pass it off. We say it's not a priority. We put everything else above it. It seems like there's just never enough time. But in this episode, we're going to get in the down and dirty about what's happening with our bodies when we sleep, the positive impact it can make on our lives to make it a priority, and of course, how to actually do that because we don't live in a fairy tale and we're not all of a sudden going to have 30 hours in a day. Come on, friend. Let's grow. Welcome back to Well with Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scramble, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. My friend, I'm excited because we are doing our first community member requests, ask me anything. So you guys have started sending in some amazing questions on Instagram and I'm absolutely loving them. So whenever we find one that a lot of people have been asking about, I will collect those questions and make episodes once I see that there's enough demand about the topic. Now, here's a big one that's come in. It originally came from one of the community members and she said, Hey, I would love a condensed version of the things you've learned about sleep. I found some additional podcasts to listen to from the doctor you recommended, but they're all about one to two hours long. So this one came, uh, the doctor she was talking about was Dr. Andrew Huberman. He's on the Huberman Lab podcast. If you followed me over on Instagram, you know he's my fave. I'm actually so pumped. My partner and I are going to see him in Toronto in a couple weeks, and I cannot wait. Looking forward to that in a mega way. So today, let's share some goodies that I've learned from him. Let's learn some goodies that I learned from my very first coach. I'm going to tell you a story about that and how she got me to sleep. I was definitely one of those people that said, oh, I'm fine. I only need two to three hours a night. And I genuinely did think I was fine. And then I realized what it felt like to actually sleep. And <laughs> yeah, no, life got a whole lot better. Um, additionally, you start to learn more and more about the effects of sleep and what your body, your incredible, incredible body, your system is doing while you are getting rest. All right, before I jump into this story, if you do ever have an ask me anything question you'd like covered, send it over onto Styles Coaching, S-T-I-L-E-S Coaching on Instagram. And like I said, I will collect the different questions. And once I see a pull towards a certain type of question, Ya girl, we'll make a whole episode about it and give you the short and the sweet, actionable steps. Okay, number one, let me tell you a little story. When I first started working with my first coach, which funny enough, at the time, I definitely thought I was hiring a personal trainer. I talk about this story often. It's one of the main pulls that got me into coaching because coaching changed my life. I was actually talking to my massage therapist the other day and he was just asking a bunch of questions about my coaching and he had been talking about traditional Chinese medicine and we got into energy work and it was this really incredible conversation. And I actually just started crying in the session because I was talking about how much coaching impacted my life. So that's how I got into coaching. 
but I stumbled into hiring my first coach because if it had just been a personal trainer, she would have given me a workout plan, maybe some macros, and that's it. Instead, she revamped my sleep, my mindset, and so much else. Leading up to that, I had started losing my passion for the gym, which I was really bummed about because I love working out. I love taking care of my body. I think it's such a privilege. I feel strong. I feel confident. I love the energy it gives me. I love the mental clarity it gives me. So for so many reasons, I didn't want to lose something that had truly been a passion of mine for years leading up to that. So I hired Magda. And it turns out she was a coach and she rocked my world. And the first thing she did before she helped me with any weight training or food related things was get my sleep under wraps. So she was very patient with me and tracked me and tracked me. And I would obviously have to check in with her every week and tell her my nightly totals. And I just wasn't keeping up with my sleep. I was in multiple different directions like we always are in life, right? Like that's just life. I was at a different stage. I had different priorities then, but we all still were busy with our lives, especially in this community, right? We're high performers. We love getting after life. We know it's just such a privilege to wake up every morning. So when Megna and I started working together, at first she cut down my workouts and she said, until you get your sleep on track, we need to prioritize that. So if it means taking workouts at that's that's where we're at. She took me down from seven workouts a week, which was obviously way too much in the first place. And then we had agreed on a five workouts per week routine. And then I still wasn't getting my sleep. So it went down to four. Then it went down to three. And for me, this was an ultimate threat. I didn't want to stop working out. I really do enjoy moving my body. So You definitely want to attach your why to it. Obviously, not everyone's passionate about working out. But for prioritizing your sleep, we'll talk about this a little later on, is decide your why. Why is it important to you that you rest? Moving down, I started feeling better and better and better. And at first, like, I'm not, it was a struggle to go to bed. I would lie there and just force myself to be while I was getting my schedule on track. And I know all of the sleep experts will say, don't do that. Like if you're not tired, don't go to bed. But with me, which I agree with, obviously they know much better than I do. But with me and where I was in my life is my body had been so programmed to being on overdrive and only getting two to four hours of sleep a night that that wasn't going to work. I had to show my body that we were going to be in bed. So probably for about three to four months, I just made myself lie in bed for the same set hours every night. And eventually my body got it. Another thing I had gotten to a really bad habit with when I first bought my house, because I was living alone, I didn't like the quiet. So I would fall asleep to the TV every single night. I was just glued to Netflix from the moment I would get home. There was always Netflix on in the background of my house while I was cooking, while I was cleaning, while I was just anywhere. I rarely sat down and watched it, but it was always on. So that was a big adjustment for me too, was learning to go to sleep without any noise. But I just decided my health was worth it. There's a million excuses that we can make as to why we can't sleep. And of course, we're exempting young parents out of this with your kids waking you up in the middle of the night. 
Obviously, you're in a stage of life and you're doing the best you can. So in no way do I want it to seem like I'm knocking down parents of young kids that are like, oh, my children literally need to eat off me midway through the night. But outside of that, right, like even parents with young kids is making it a priority, making yourself a priority, talking to everybody on that, not just the parents. So first of all, let's talk about the difference between a well-rested week and a not well-rested week, which was exactly what my last two weeks were. Last week, my partner had to be up really early for work. And even though he is quiet as a mouse in the morning, he sets his alarm on vibrate to try not to wake me up. I'm just a bit of a lighter sleeper. So once I'm up, I'm up. I hear him, which meant this household was up at 3 a.m. every morning last week. Aggressive. Already we wake up at 4.30. I also know that's very aggressive time for most people, but it's what we're used to. And we go to bed by 8 p.m. to accommodate that because it's the life that feels good for us right now. For our stage of life, this is what's working. 3 a.m., my friend, mm mm-mm, that's not it. (laughs) So we were both so, so drained last week, which is fine. You know, it's very rare that he has to go onto those kinds of work schedules. So we made it work. But that being said, we are obviously both zombies. I had less patience for myself. I had less creativity for my business. I felt foggy when I was talking to my clients. My confidence, my body image went way down the tube. Also, oh my goodness, all I wanted to do was snack all day because of course your body is screaming for energy. You're so exhausted. It's this spiral and you just feel like garbage. Now, one thing I really do love that comes out of weeks where you feel like crap is when you come out of them and you recognize just how good you regularly feel. So I'm not saying like during it, during the tired week, I wasn't like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I can't wait for the lessons I'm going to get get from this and teach myself. Like, no, come on, I'm a human. During it, I was just zombie mode, you know, eyes half open, shuffling around through life on autopilot. But the week after, I did appreciate looking back. I've said it to my partner every day this week. Oh my goodness, I love having a good night's sleep. It feels so good. I said it to him this morning again. I was like, I love how we've been prioritizing our sleep this week. I feel so good. If you want a life that feels aligned and joyful, if it feels like you're always on autopilot, check your sleep first. Okay. Take it or leave it. I'm telling you, it changed my friggin' life when my trainer made me go to sleep, and I hope it does the same for you. Let's get to the details of why it's so important. So here are a few things that your incredible bod is doing while you sleep. You're processing and clearing your emotions from the day before. We're irrational, emotional, reactive, short with our partners, rude to the grocery store clerk, scream at our kids when we're exhausted. Your body hasn't had the chance to clear out the emotions from the day prior. Another thing that's happening is your brain cells and your muscle cells are repairing. These repairs help with mood and mobility. So mood, obviously, more sleep, better mood to a limit. Mobility, your ability to bend over and pick up your children without hurting your back. Your ability to sit on the toilet when you're 80 without needing an aid. 
Your ability to bend over and pick the groceries out from underneath the cart, the heavy stuff you have to put at the bottom. Mobility isn't just some fitness influencer nice to have. It is your everyday life. Another thing that's happening while we sleep, we're consolidating our memories and storing information. This is going to help us, especially if you're studying, you learned something new. Maybe you've just started a new job. Go to sleep. I tell my trainees this all the time. If you're not familiar with this, I do train cabin crew to be cabin crew. I train flight attendants to be flight attendants. And the course a flight attendant goes through to get trained on the aircraft is very short and very intense. I know lots of people think they're just servers of the sky. That's absolutely not the case. They're the ones that are going to save your ass when shit goes sideways. Be nice to your cabin crew. (laughs) But this course is so in-depth, is so challenging, and so much information in a short amount of time. I tell that to my trainees every night. Go to sleep tonight. Go home, get sunshine, study a bit, and then go to sleep. Y'all, if you want life to stop being so much work, we got to use our time and our resources effectively. One of our most precious resources is rest. Cool. So one more thing that the brain is doing while you sleep, which there's many more, but I'm just kind of scratching the surface here, is it floods your body with hormones. One of these hormones, for example, is leptin. And leptin is what helps you manage your appetite. So remember how I was talking about last week, all I wanted to do was eat because I didn't have that hormone coming into my body. So... (laughs) If you're struggling, you find yourself overeating, always snacking, and then you feel like crap because you have too much sugar in your body or you have too much volume of food and you're beating yourself up and you're not sleeping properly, come to the root. No diet, no eating less, none of this craziness that diet culture has saved us. Go to sleep first. That's your strong foundation. Okay. I have five simple essentials that I followed to get my sleep on track, to ensure that I'm sleeping eight hours a night and supporting my long-term health. It's widely studied. Dr. Matt Walker's book covers this. It's incredible. It's called Why We Sleep, if you want kind of the nitty-gritty of this. But we have higher risk of disease, dementia, Alzheimer's. So many diseases are related to sleep and stress. So number one for the essentials is prioritize it. I know that sounds silly and simple, but at some point you have to decide whether you are willing to lose your health, to be a sour apple walking through life, disrespect the precious gift of life by laughing off sleep as a joke. At some point we have to look at the root of why aren't you caring for yourself? in the way that your body requires. And this gets a lot deeper than just, I'm not disciplined. It's often not about that. It's it's a lack of worthiness, thinking you don't deserve that rest. It's fear of looking lazy is a big one for high performers. It's an unresolved need to prove your worth by not doing a basic bodily function, which, like I mentioned in the intro, is as essential as food and water. Sleep is not optional. So prioritizing it, make a deal with your partner, with your family, look at your options, do what you can with the stage of life that you're in. Rearrange some of that crap you have going on in your day. 
Filter through your to-dos, figure out your essential 20%, and stop wasting time on the other 80% because that other time can be used partially to sleep. If this is something that you struggle with, you're not exactly sure what your 20% is, that's exactly what my online course, No Fuss Academy, is, which is launching on September 4th, and I am doing a free gift with purchase until September 3rd. So if that point seems out of reach for you, go ahead and check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. All right, number two for essentials for sleep. Stay on a fairly consistent sleep schedule. Now, I do want to asterisk this. If you are someone who works shifts or has an irregular schedule, I do have an episode coming out on how to maintain your health when you have an irregular schedule. I flew as a cabin crew for 10 years, all over the world, constant different time zones. Sometimes you start at 12 p.m., sometimes you start at 12 a.m. and maintain my health through that whole journey. So I will share what I've learned, my tips and tricks, and everything I know about sleep regarding that. But for everyone else right now, I'm talking to people that have regular, fairly regular schedules, you know, more 9 to 5 or whatever that looks like for regular for you. Try to go to bed and sleep at around the same time every night. And that means on the weekends. And once again, you know, you hear this all the time. Oh, I actually, I heard this exact line this week. I just want to rot in bed all day Sunday. Now, if you want to have a relaxing Sunday, obviously, if you want to have a relaxing any day, you are more than welcome to that. But that feeling, that need that you need to fully shut down and do absolutely nothing is a really good sign that you're actually overdoing it on the other weekdays. So we got to, again, pull it back because eventually that's going to lead to burnout. Looking at things like sleep and nutrition and movement and sun exposure and water intake and social connection and laughter and joy and purpose. If you are feeling so, so depleted by Sunday that you have zero to give, I bet one of those needs a little bit of focus as well. How are we going to maintain this consistent schedule? Number one, get somebody else involved. So your partner, your family, whatever it is, we are 95% more likely to accomplish a goal with another human being involved. So tell your partner, hey, this is a priority. I want to be in bed with you by 10 p.m. every single night. Between 8 and 10 p.m., we do a 15-minute power clean. Then we have quality time with one another, and our electronics go off at 9. We read in bed together. Whatever that looks like, you set your hours, of course, but make that consistent schedule. If you don't live with someone, get your friend involved. Text each other, hey, I'm going to bed, good night, I'm putting my phone in the kitchen, right? Get that little bit of accountability. Make it a ritual. Maybe you put your favorite music on. Maybe you do a really nice wind-down ritual with, I don't know, you light a candle for five minutes and you breathe deeply. Make it something that you enjoy, that you connect with, right? There's no right or wrong, but that habit, that routine is what's going to make it that consistent practice. Number three for your essentials, don't hate me, don't hate me. Avoid caffeine a minimum of six hours before bed. P.S. It's actually ideally 10. I'm not going to say any more about that. You got to make that choice. That's not any new information, any of us. It's affecting your sleep, whether you think it is or not. You know those people that say, oh, I can have a coffee right before bed and I'm fine. 
Unfortunately, my friend, that is not the case. It is affecting your deep sleep. Science has proved it over and over again. Just because you can fall asleep after caffeine, much like alcohol, it is not getting you the quality sleep that you need and deserve. All right, number four of the essentials for sleep. You are not the 1%. I am always here to tell you that you are unique and you have gifts and you have specific value to give this world. In this exact instance, I'm telling you, studies show that 99% of people are negatively affected when they get less than seven to eight hours of sleep per night. You are not the 1%. Go to bed. Go to bed. Number five of your sleep essentials. This is going to apply to some of you, not all of you, but it's very important for those it does apply to. You have an example to set. That same trainer that I was talking about from the beginning, my first coach, she's got three munchkins, little munchkins. She also runs her own business. So she knows busy and she put up a beautiful post today saying, show them that it's okay to rest so they know how to do it too. I've said this over and over again. Kids do not learn from what you say. They learn from what you do. Showing your child that rest is a priority starts from your actions. From showing that, hey, I matter too. I rest and take care of my body the way I would love for you to rest and take care of your body. And the reason I bring that one up is because it is the pivotal moment why so many of my mama clients choose to start showing up for themselves. It's the same as your nutrition. It's the same as your movement. Children follow our example. So you got to look at the example that you're setting for your munchkins. Knowing the facts, knowing the science, understanding your worth, understanding the importance of taking care of yourself, not only for your sake, but for your children's sake as well. That is a mega why for pretty much all of my parent clients. Now let's talk a couple whys before we wrap this up for everybody. Attach a why to why this sleep is important to you. For me, I knew the long-term it was damage it was doing by not resting. I knew I was showing up as a half version of myself, not anywhere close to the potential that I could be doing out in this world. My gifts were being wasted by me not sleeping. My workouts were getting half results because I was half-assing the effort by not adequately resting and nourishing my body. I often wasted so much time consumed by trying to eat less because I was so hungry, because I didn't have the energy, because I didn't sleep right. I always joke that I literally built a business when I stopped worrying so much about what my body looked like, when I got out of these habits of disordered eating. So I'm going to strongly encourage you to dig into what your why is. So those days that you want to hit again on Netflix, when you want to work later, when you want to just doom scroll on Instagram, whatever it is that's keeping you up at night, you get it in check. If it's something more serious, like you can't stress, you've got intrusive thoughts, you can't stress, all you can do is stress, you've got intrusive thoughts, you're overwhelmed by day-to-day life, 
again asking for the help. Nobody's coming to save you, my friend. You deserve love and support and respect. But you've got to decide first that you're worth changing your life, that you're worth prioritizing your health and your sleep, that you're missing out on your best version, meaning not only are you missing out on that, which is a shame, but also everyone around you is missing out on your best version. The presence, the being aware that you're actually focusing on conversation instead of glazing over because you're just in zombie mode. Recognize these things, attach your why to it, and try, try, try to start to improve one micro action at a time on your sleep tonight. I love you. Have an amazing sleep. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. I have something really important to ask you. Are you tired? Tired of putting in the work? You're showing up, you're doing the thing, but the way you're currently living is creating a shell of a human. You're on autopilot and honestly, you're just unsure of when to say enough is enough. Let's look at the simple actions that we can take daily so that at the end of the day, you feel accomplished as opposed to just numb with tasks. In just 15 minutes a day, you can learn to take the actions that are essential in your life. You cut out the fluff that's stealing all your time to make space for the things you love. What if you could still go after your big audacious goals and dreams? but also be able to slow down and get ice cream with your nieces or stop over to see your parents, to be able to sit down and have a chill night with your partner again. It's time to take back control, and we're going to do it in 15 minutes or less. Join the No Fuss Academy today. Learn how to optimize your day-to-day to stop that constant feeling of rush and instead find the actions that are filled with passion and purpose. We're making our days more effective, not to add more crap to our to-do list, but instead make space to laugh and create and move and get back to living your good life. Sign up today. You can find more details in the show notes below. I can't wait to see you on the No Fuss Academy.